You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I've talked to Matt about this. Packer fans are going to lose their mind if Jordan Love turns out to be Kirk Cousins because all they've done forever is crap on Kirk Cousins because we have Aaron Rodgers. So even if Jordan Love is above league average, that's going to feel like a disappointment. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Look, I'm going to be honest. I'm Someone just... get the fire extinguisher. This man is hot. I'm hot because <laughs> the damn fire alarms or smoke alarms in my house were going off <laughs> for an hour and a half before that meeting, before that call. Oh, God. Did you, did you come up with that hot take and then they went off? or Right. They already were going off. It was brewing, and then they went. The like smoke was, was coming out pre, my ears. Preemptive fire alarms going off at the Rutledge house because your brain was burning when people were talking only positive bull takes I for the Packers coming I swear to God, I hate electricity. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what is going on at my house. We had a master electrician at the house. He's like, I'm a little stumped. But long story short, <laughs> I, hopefully it's solved. But shout out to Dale from Edge Construction. He's their master electrician they have on staff. And I think he's problem solved it. I mean, he's doing he's taking like he's basically doing all the smart things, but there's a concern that we might have like the one in a thousand chance we had line energy out there because he had to disconnect the power coming to our house to be able to work on the breaker box. Oh, right. And when they were out there, I was explaining. The last two days, not two days in a row, but the last two days we've had full power at our house because that's kind of our problem. We can't run all our appliances at once, long story short. And we uh, it happens at 8 a.m. It happened 8 a.m. Sunday morning, and then it happened at 8 a.m. this morning. Strophy. And that's the last two times we've had power. And here's the kicker, guys. When we have uh, hardwired fire alarms, because we're fancy like that, or people before <laughs> us were, or it's, or, it's, or it's a code. I don't know. Like it pressure, could be a, pressure. a new code thing. But... Anyways, it, it, it's awful because if there is anything in electricity that at all like feels off, they go off. Right, right. And they're like, hey, fuck, which is good, but Strof- not good when they've been going off for like 40 minutes and you had to then just go and take everyone off. I had to plug, unplug every smoke detector in the house. Strofe, we're going to have to uh, tiptoe a little bit around Jim today. I get the feeling that, like his house, he's got a short fuse. I don't know. You were trying so hard to get that off. I don't yeah, even know. He, he, he worked it in like six so times. Bad. He interrupted yeah. me like three times to try to work it in. You were just grinding Write away it down out here. If you got to <laughs> save it for a second. I cannot. I'll, I'll be honest. I talked to my wife. I, it's like I am, what was it, Clockwork Orange when they hold your eyes yes, open? Yes, yeah. Like That's my level because I don't know if there is a worse sound in the world than a smoke detector going off. But here's the thing. Not one. The entire house. <laughs> and here's the extra part, which is smart. When you're upstairs, we have four bedrooms, which means there's like seven smoke detectors upstairs. So it is echoing through the upstairs as you're trying to take them down one by one. Uh, I am on edge. And then Jason <laughs> Wildey calls me. And uh, I gave my take. Do we have my take from today? I don't even know what I said. I don't have the whole thing, but I do have the 15 seconds we heard in the open. Why don't you have the part, the longer part, that I like went off and we like did my whole? I'm sure we can get it before the show's over. We got two hours of show. We can get you that rack because it was legendary. I could, yeah, I was fired up. But I mean, here's got, the thing: you... I wasn't planning on going into the rant, guys. <laughs> 
But Tauscher... He, he, he begged for it. Well, he did beg for it. And as I'm running through, you gave your take, which was very Pollyanna, and yeah. which is fine. I get it. But then Strofe, and you had him on a spreadsheet. So tell me, because I saw this earlier, and I'm like, this is what we're going to do now? Our, our, our hot takes are all just positive. Like, we're not acting like Aaron Rodgers left. I didn't even say that part of it. Like, I don't know. One of the best quarterbacks in NFL well, history. Not on your football team anymore. Homer's hot take was like, Rodgers wins the MVP. That's a good hot. That's actually not even that hot of a take. <laughs> but 844-770-3776 is how you get into the show. I will be nice even if I am on fire. So we will do our little own <laughs> boldathon. We'll do that for a couple segments here. So 844-770-3776. That is, you can chime in with your bold Packers take, whatever you want get, it to be. Can we get both sides of the spectrum? What does that mean? Like, I would like to hear some bold on the other side. Well, we just like, got to take it organically. A lot of positivity. We got to take it organically. If everyone's feeling... Hot on it. Robin so, Madison chimes in after the second time. I just would have burned the house down. Yeah, trust me, man. <laughs> if it happens tomorrow, I don't know. I can't. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> just hide the gasoline. How many, how many yeah. times I would just like just because nobody can hear you because all you hear is fire alarms going off. <laughs> I just scream the f word through the house <laughs> as I try not no to lose worry. my mind. Yeah, yeah. It is, it, even though you have kids, you won't have to worry about it. No one can hear you. Right. Well, they're at school. Thank God. I feel like you need to take a breath. I'm good. You seemed really ramped up. You think? <laughs> I mean, I'm not blaming it you. It is torture. Like, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Breathe in through the nose. I'm good. Uh, but uh, go ahead and share some of the takes. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, so, well, let's let's recap ours for a moment. Okay. Yeah. So, Jim, yours was that the Packers would win five games. Correct. Matt, yours was that there would be two 1,000-yard receivers on the Green Bay Packers this year, Christian Watson and Jaden Reed. No, I didn't actually pick Jaden Reed. I, I was saying Christian Watson I for sure. He did. He did. He, did. <laughs> he said Christian Watson for sure, and then when someone was like, oh, Jaden Reed hype, I was like, I think him and Dobbs are going to do it We need to get his out. take because I think what Tausher said was Romeo Dobbs, and you're like, no, I think maybe Jaden Reed could do it. That's how I heard it. Yeah. I think Romeo Dobbs will do it. I think I Romeo think Dobbs most is the front runner for receiver. it. But Agreed. Yeah. Watson, honestly, and I'm I could be wrong. worried if he'll be healthy. Healthy, but also he screams still – Right now, he's like MVS 2.0. Like, you can use oh. him. You can use him better than the Packers use MVS, and he's but faster and bigger, but he's not a precise route runner. He no. is elite at going down the field, which is a really good skill. And if you get in the ball in space, it can be good. MVS with Kansas City last year was a good, I mean, better than he ever was in Green Bay, like a good wide receiver. Yeah. So I'm not like, and if you had 2.0 version of it, that implies better. But I, I, I just think that right now, if let's say so, last year with the Chiefs, MVS not a main guy, still forty-two catches, six hundred eighty-seven yards, two touchdowns. So let's say that Christian Watson catches seventy-five passes for. We'll assume he gets. We'll, we'll assume he stays healthy enough for a thousand yards, but seventy-five for a thousand and six touchdowns. That that's not. You can't live without the guy, right? But it, that's kind of MVS two point I do just want to throw this out there. So we all know hypotheticals, yeah. not not real. So let's say the hypothetical that That's Watson true. plays every game, huh? no injuries. To get a thousand yards, you only need fifty nine yards a, a, a week. Fifty nine yards a week for seventeen weeks puts you at exactly like a thousand and five yards. So like it's it's not really a super tall task. Like when the season was a little bit shorter, and obviously injuries gonna. 
affect this, but I think it's doable. True, but he went. Um, he had a one oh. This is towards the early well, start of the season. Thirty four, nine, eight, one. 12, 24, 107, 48, 110, 48, 46, 49, 11, 104. Right. So, like, in that late, in that late stretch, he was close to that 59 mark with those 100 yarders in the, in the 50s. The early half kind of put a kibosh on it. But I think it's doable. It's just I'm going to be curious on the split of this offense a little bit, too. Like, how much more are we going to lean that much more on the running? Yes. I feel like you kind of have to, but which I think will lead to more yards per catch for Christian Watson, but maybe not as many catches attempts. Right? Okay. The, yeah. I think there are going to be a lot of play action, which Watson will be able to go over the top on. So, but Matt, you took away the biggest qualifier because I think everyone that says about Watson a thousand yards, right? It's not impossible. Yeah. I don't think he plays all those. But it's games. the health. Yeah. Yes. That's Even the big question mark. Some of those games I listed off the game logs, he didn't finish the game, and so even though he played some, he couldn't play the whole game. And or he's diminished in the game. Right. So let's say he has three games where he's starting the season. Oh, by the way, news out of Green Bay: Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson on the injury report with hamstring injuries, week one. Yeah, and that's something. <laughs> Both those players were injured last year. Yep. Not the best start. It might mean nothing, but it's not the best start there. So let's get the so Matt's take. We can hit play it back, but I kind of had heard it that when Tauscher threw out Romeo Dobbs. Uh, uh, Matt was like, ah, but maybe it's Jaden Reed. That's kind of how I Yeah, I, I think it's one of those two, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I do think we'll have 2,000 yarders. I don't know who the second one is. Honestly, if be. I was going to pick a second, I would take Aaron Jones, one of those guys. <laughs> not bad. Not, it wouldn't be a bad pick. Uh, you just want me to run through all of them? Yeah. All right. So and who just said them? Ro- Rob Domovsky from ESPN.com stole, yes, stole mine. I, I wanted to bring this up because you made this pick. Weeks months, ago. Months ago. Maybe months ago. I think it was in May or June I said this. He said Luke Musgrave, the rookie tight end, will win Offensive Rookie of the Year. He was the first guest of the day, and I was listening to this. I was like, well, now i got to come up with something else. Um, Evan Cohen said Jason Weldy is going to enjoy covering this team more than any other team he's covered. What Gabe, take is that? Yeah, that's what uh, I know, right? Gosh, Evan, you're such a good radio guy. That was a swing and a miss. Gabe Neitzel said Jaden Reed will be the leading receiver for the Packers. And I saw, that's bold. And when I took the shot at the Reed, it wasn't just Matt. It was the Reed start, too. Right. I mean, Gabe, because you had texted some of these, so yeah. I knew that Gabe had referenced uh, Jaden Reed. Uh, Jim Polzine, who was in studio, nice to see him from the Wisconsin State Journal, uh, said Christian Watson will make a Pro Bowl this year. Where do we rank these on the bold scale? I'd like you guys to rate these one to ten. Oh, that's a good call. Musgrave's the boldest because a tight end's never bold. won it, and Christian Mus- uh, and Musgrave, not Christian, Luke Musgrave struggled to get through a college season, let alone an NFL season. Yeah, so you, you did say that. Yes, we will have. To, I'll find your take. Yes, we'll play it next segment. But uh, like, so to me, like health for him as well, because remember, Chris Watson couldn't get through a college season, and he didn't get through his first NFL season. Yep. Um, Brian Balaga says the team will win the final three games to make the playoffs. They will go on a three-game winning streak at the end of the year to make the wild card. That's pretty bold just because it's so situational. Like it's Everything's got to fall right. It's specific. Yeah. Yes. So I would say that's not quite as bold as the Musgrave, but it's up there. It's also bold because I think a lot of uh, the stuff I listen to out of market, some of the national stuff, when they kind of give a real look at the Packers, <laughs> one of the things they point out is that, I mean, things could break right for Green Bay, but you know what? Last year, who was the what was the biggest reason the Packers broke out of their horrible start to the season and went on that that string? 
Is that happening last year with Jordan Love at quarterback, or is that because Aaron Rodgers is a GOAT-level quarterback and he was able to kind of project his confidence onto the rest of the team? You can shake your head all you want. Jordan Love ain't doing that this year. Well, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm not shaking your head. No, I, head. I, think um, Jordan, I think Aaron Rodgers willed that team to go yes, on that streak. and because of who he was, and he had done it before, so he spoke it into existence. I, like I, His I, confidence level, I mean, it's not happening. Forget Jordan Love. It's not happening with most NFL quarterbacks. The way in which you're setting it up, I, I agree with. Because um, it's not like he played out of his mind like he had in years past. But from a confidence perspective, sure, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, the defense played a lot better than they did early on, too. I think that's that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, rest of the takes here quick. Uh, Homer said Rasheed Walker will get a start at tackle. I don't know how bold that one was. I was confused by that one. Kyle Wallace, who you can hear weekdays 2 to 4, starting Monday on, on KBN. Kyle Bruston Norton said Jordan Love will be, by the end of the year, we will think he is the best quarterback in the NFC North. Brad Nortman is future co-host, uh, went a step further and said by the end of the year, we will think Jordan Love is the third best quarterback in all of the NFC. Um, I went with that. Sorry, I'm receiving a phone call in the middle of this. Me I, too. Uh, same guy? 920? No, mine's New Jersey. I'm guessing it's spam. I would guess mine's spam too, but who knows? Um, now, where was I going next? Nortman said third best quarterback in the NFC. Brust said that Joe Barry will be fired midseason. I love that one. Scalzo said that. <laughs> LaFleur will be fired by the end of the year. Ooh. And I said that the uh, that uh, after Jason Wilde made the pick that uh, Rashawn Gary will win the comeback player of the year, I said that Joe Barry will win the non-existent comeback coordinator <laughs> of the year. So me and Brust on very different uh, spectrums there, and that's pretty much all of them. I would say the boldest take goes to Scalzo. I would agree. Because my, my take isn't that bold, because a lot of no. people have the Packers at a six-win team. That's why I at least had to go to five. Four seemed a Inventing bit... Inventing a new award for Joe Barry seems pretty bold. Uh, I wouldn't... <laughs> I, I, and I said this on the air. I said my my award is more... Or my uh, bold-a-thon take was more delusional than bold. I mean, there's that no tracks way, There's you, probably though. no way that happens. So Rutledge right? is an idiot guy chimes in. There's absolutely no reason why Love can't do what Rodgers did last year. Rodgers had a very pedestrian numbers at the end of the year. Okay, but Aaron Rodgers had amazing numbers his first year starting quarterback with a team that was coming off going to the NFC Championship game, and he went 6-10. and Rutledge is an idiot guy because it's hard to win football games. I'm tired of this stupid narrative that Aaron Rodgers was not a top 10 quarterback in the league last year. Get his stats out the window. You're not winning. You are a four or five win team or less without Aaron Rodgers last year. Good God, how am I the one that has to say, (laughs) put some damn respect on Aaron Rodgers' name? This is insane. Everyone's doing this. Tauscher's the only one that points out once in a while, hey guys, Aaron Rodgers statistically might not have been there, but it's a big difference looking Aaron Rodgers in the eye at the end of a game when he says, we're going to go win this, than Jordan Love, who says, I won a game 17 years ago at Utah State, so we're going to go do this, buddies. Like, come on. What are we doing here? This is insane. Put respect on Aaron Rodgers' name. You don't have to tear down Aaron Rodgers to build Jordan Love up. The only sensical thing to say about Jordan Love is that we don't know what he is. If you think he's going to come out there and be a Hall of Fame quarterback because Matt LaFleur never developed a quarterback and Goody's never drafted a quarterback and you just think it's going to happen because that's what happens with the Green Bay Packers, you are certifiably insane. (laughs) It might happen, but you can't just will it to happen. And if you keep on telling me that Aaron Rodgers was not a top 10 quarterback last year, I can't take you seriously. (laughs) God! What is happening in this world that I have to defend Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> what is happening? I'm with I am with what everything you just said. That was amazing. That was fantastic, Jim. God. <laughs> what is happening in this world? Jordan Love might be good. 
But to think yeah. that Jordan Love is going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers was in game, as Aaron Rodgers, just point to Aaron Rodgers' rookie year. He won six games. He was amazing. His first, his stats were 4, better. Four thousand plus yards. They were awesome. Yeah, they didn't win the games. That team was in the NFC Championship game the year before. This team struggled to win seven or eight games. Eight yeah. games. They struggled to win eight, and it took a Herculean leadership level from Aaron Rodgers to get that done. I I think so too. I I'm just it does really Jordan does Love shock do me. what Aaron Rodgers did against Dallas Cowboys last year. Overtime win. Three touchdowns, 224 yards, 70% completion percentage. That happen? I would think probably not. This year. I'm not talking forever. I'm right. talking this, this year. This season, yeah. I would say probably not. Yeah, I mean, you can run it's through your first these. time as a starter. I, it, yeah. it's, it's a tall order from this year, and I, I'm here for optimism. And I'm here for speaking things into existence, right? But we're getting a... We're getting ahead of our skis a little bit here with Jordan Love. I'm he, fine he, with that. Just stop tearing down Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, it's just whatever, pedestrian last year. Yeah, I mean, I understand he hurt us Packer fans. He hurt us. I get it, but Jim's right. We don't need to tear him down to build up Jordan Love. It's like, it's like I'm talking to my kids. Remember, don't tear someone down to build someone else up. Remember when I said you might want to take a breath? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> well, stop saying stupid things. Not not you, Stro. <laughs> but like, well, <laughs> I mean, you could stop, but not necessarily you, Stro. I mean, to think that Jordan Love, who's never started an NFL game that matters, like for like him as a guy that's game plan for, he filled in one time during a weird COVID season that with against the Chiefs and Rodgers was out. This is like your game plan for. I think Jordan Love's going to be fine, but to just be here and be like. You, do we not know what Aaron Rodgers was? Do we just not understand? Is this what it is, Alex? I'll ask you this. Do we not fully grasp what Aaron Rodgers is as a football player? One million percent. Okay. That's the point you're making that I actually fully agree with. I think everyone because grasps I think, it. I think I it's think, a denial thing. I th- no, 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 I, I, yes, I agree. But what I think we're losing sight of is when people say that he can repeat that season, he probably can statistically. But that doesn't show what Rodgers is as a leader, as a guy that understands the game, that is running the offense, essentially, right? Like, Rodgers is, is one of the best adjusters the league has ever seen. Jordan Love isn't going to be that, at least now. Right. If ever. That's all I'm saying. Right? Next year, he's not going to be Rodgers. So I actually can't believe I'm, uh, number one, agreeing with you after a fiery rant like you just had. But B... <laughs> it was a pro-packer rant. I, I, exactly. I, I think... Uh, Statistically, I understand their point, right? Like twenty six and twelve, I think it was last year. He'll probably throw more than twelve interceptions, but twenty six and twelve, it's not crazy numbers. They're good, but they're not insane. Rogers numbers, like when he went for whatever it was, forty eight and five uh, during one of his MVP stints. So, uh, yeah, you're you're right, Jim. I, I I'm a little bit flabbergasted right now because I, I thought you and I were going to argue in the first. And, and so, the fact that you what you just said right there, one of his MVP stints. We are comparing a guy who has seen the NFL field as a starter one time, and we are saying he can do what that four-time MVP Super Bowl champion did before him. It's like, that's not... I Like I said, I'm here for optimism. That's not optimism. That is... That is delusional. If you put the contract aside, many NFL teams would have taken Aaron Rodgers this year. Yeah. And so... I get the optimism, but can we stop tearing down Aaron Rodgers? It is just, 
insane to me. And in my he's take, gone now. In he my can't take hurt that I, you anymore. That I that I did share on Wildy and Tausch, I did say, I think that statistically, some guys, Love included, Watson, Dobbs, they can hit some nice markers and have good statistical seasons, but they could go one in seven in one score games this year, one in six in one score games, because you're on this edge, just on this precipice of like nothing can go wrong, and oh, it's just all rookies. So building for the the future, the Packers are building a really good football team. I really do think they are. But for this year, a team full of super young players, to then just be like, eh, as I said, we'll hear it on my take on the other side, bad things can happen, and if they do, you can call Revive Restoration. That's right. You can call our friends at Revive Restoration because they have your back uh, 24-7, 365 days a year. My friend Phil came home to a flooded house. I said, Phil, don't worry about the shop back. Don't worry about getting that water out. Just call my friend Josh Duggan and the people at Revive Restoration. They've got the 24-7 hotline. They took care of his basement by Tuesday. He called Sunday. Done by Tuesday. They are on to the next step, building their basement out to get back to normal again. You can, too, if there's an accident at your house. Go to RevivePros.com to find out what they can do for you. That's RevivePros.com. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Because it's hard to win football games. I'm tired of this stupid narrative that Aaron Rodgers was not a top 10 quarterback in the league last year. Get his stats out the window. You're not winning. You are a four or five win team or less without Aaron Rodgers last year. Good God, how am I the one that has to say, put some damn respect on Aaron Rodgers' name? This is insane. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's under control. Situation normal. We're fine. We're all fine here. Now, thank you. Man. Yeah. I I think I might just, like, hide a speaker at your house and just, like, start blaring alarms every other day just so you come in this hot. Because you're on fire right now, buddy. I love what? it. Yes. I love it. On that note, Troy Madison chimes in with a helpful little hit here. Hey, Jim, are any of your smoke detectors near a heat vent? That could be what's setting them off. At least that's what I was told by an inspector. Troy, I appreciate that. That is not the case. Uh, it is some sort of weird electrical trigger that I pray to God, or God help us all tomorrow, if I, <laughs> I have another incident with uh, <laughs> smoke detectors going off in my house. I don't want to see any more pissed off than I've seen you today. Yeah, I'm, not no. even, I'm not even... Jim, if they go off tomorrow, you can just take the day. <laughs> it's not It's not mad. It's, unha- like, it's like fried. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not mad. I'm fried. That's, totally. You have a short fuse. I'm not making that as a joke. Yeah. Like, as funny as not, it is. But, like, I just want to be clear. Like, I'm not mad about it. I mean, I think it's absolutely <laughs> insane yeah. that Packer fans have just thrown away the Aaron Rodgers era of, like, look, anyone yeah. can do it. Because Tauscher, and this is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge, live from the Everlight Solar Studio. We got a lot of text. I'll let Strofe pick out his favorites in there. <laughs> Uh, I will always uh, take. Uh, I'll also get the ones I do see. Dan Stoughton, a few people chimed in. A lot of care Whoa. for me as well uh, for the uh, fire or the smoke detector issue. 
Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Also, I'm concerned my neighbors don't care about me at all because we have all the windows open at the house right now. So when I pulled up. So you can blare the smoke alarm for the <laughs> right, entire right, neighborhood? Right, right. Nobody came to the door. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. Not one person <laughs> checked on me and my family. Not my one. arms I, were blaring. Because you could hear them. I pulled up in my truck from Sydney <laughs> Chevy in Mount Horeb. You know, you're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Sydney Chevy in Mount Horeb. So my big blue truck, I, I have the music playing. I just dropped the kids off, having a feeling good, driving my awesome car from Sydney Chevy. You can drive one from them as well, uh, whether it's Silverado or Colorado. I have the big blue Silverado. You're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Sydney Chevy in Mount Horeb. So I'm driving in. And I turn off the car and I just, uh, just said a word I can't say on the radio, and then went inside and, and walked into the Thunderdome. So, but it was going on for a, it was <laughs> going on, it was going on for a while. You know, nobody. And I was getting worried. I'm like, oh, someone someone's gonna call the fire department. Nah, nobody cared. No, 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 not a care. People are running, walking by. You didn't see smoke. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I, I'm definitely. I don't have any relationship with any of my neighbors, so it's not like a good or bad thing. But I did actually make friends with one the other day because I was wearing a Jordan jersey. And they were a huge Jordan fan. They used to work at the Nike outlet ah, okay. uh, back in the day. And they shared a story about how Jordan had his car break down. This is pre-cell phone. He had to get, like, driven to the Nike outlet. He made a phone call and he got picked up there by, like, Phil Knight. And it was a whole cool thing. It was one near, like, <laughs> the Illinois border. Like, yeah. it was down, like, uh, Racine, Beloit, something like right. that. So I got, like, a cool story out of it, too. So I have kind of a friendship with one. But otherwise, right, apparently pretty, the rest... I mean, I don't have any bad issues with them, but like they're neighbors. Now you do. Well, right. They're all like this jerk. <laughs> Got a smoke detector going off all the time. Yikes. I'm burning, all right. Shroff, did you pick some of your favorites here? 844-770-3776. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to start with one you're not going to love. I'm fine. King Troll House of D says, does Jimmy Wimmy need a little nappy wappy? <laughs> well, I would be upset if it was good. Uh, you know, like sometimes they're good. That was a that was an F effort from him. Sometimes he gives good ones, but that was not good. Eric Madison yeah, says, I, I, I'm with you in Touch, Jim. Rave on. Uh Robin Madison also offering you to uh, to bring you some gifts to calm you down if you know what I'm saying. Marijuana! All right. <laughs> Rob, come to the spark building. <laughs> Is that a great name for this <laughs> transaction? <laughs> uh, then Dan and Stoughton uh, tried, why not trip the breaker for your smoke detector instead of unplugging each one? Dan, I had all the power off in the house. The problem was they're also battery backup. Yeah. So the smoke detectors just gave me the big middle finger when I turned off all the power yeah. in the house. They just kept on going. So that's why I had to go in and un- unhook each one and take the battery out of them. They're and lucky I didn't smash each them. one of them became unhinged, <laughs> Jim became more unhinged himself. It was this close to the an office space where they take the, the yeah. copy machine, they bash yeah. it. Yeah, it just starts stomping out out in the field. I may or may be... not have spent hundreds of dollars at, at a uh, big box store today buying all new <laughs> uh, smoke detectors. They're yeah. all Wi-Fi, so you can just turn them off with a button on your phone. <laughs> and that way, if I'm not home, because this was the concern, is that Thankfully, I was home, but like if we had pets, got, the pets were losing their mind. The dog I just put outside. Like if we're just not home and that's happening, like they're gonna go insane. So like this way, it will alert me if yeah. it happens, and then I can just turn it off with one button on my phone. There you go. Welcome, or, welcome to the modern age. I don't like this modern age. I want a smoke <laughs> detector that only goes off if there's smoke near it. Yeah, not if like the electrical is being a little funky for a second. Like, good, just let it be. God. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Orr coming up next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts.
Am I wrong to think that Macintosh hires Fickle with the thought process of we can be more than just Big Ten champs? guy that is Big Ten through and through now has a chance to lead one of the premier programs in the league. He knows what it takes to win. We have one objective, and that's to play for a championship. Expect a lot win every game. Hey, it's time to talk Wisconsin football on Rutledge and Hamilton. Presented by Simden Chevrolet of Mount Horeb and North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. Throws it again and he's hit and sacked. For the second time, this time it's Chris Orr, the senior from DeSoto, Texas. How about that, Chris Orr? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to, have to hit someone after that open, bringing you in, oh, announcing your presence with authority? Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm ready, man. Pretty shout out to Ryan for making that, man. That's, that's lovely. It is. It is. I'm I'm already ready to go, Chris. But like now, I'm even more ready to go. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. He's Hamilton. I'm Rutledge. Chris Orr is going to join us every week. We're going to try to move you to Monday. Get you a little closer to the Badger game. But I did yeah. hear you on the post game show, and you and Brad were a little bit lower in your grades. Now I think I came with a C plus. Rewatching it, I think I go B minus. There was a disappointment in my part, Chris, of like, oh, they weren't airing it out. But then I looked right. into it. That was the most rushing yards that they've had in two years, the best yards per carry I can remember in a long time for Braylon Allen. Ches Malusi had his best game. So, like, I don't care how they win the games. And honestly, looking back on it, Chris, I was like, you know what? Good on Phil Longo not trying to force the pass. It almost was like Buffalo was begging Longo to, like, get caught up and trying to throw the football. And he said, no, we'll just give it to our horses and let it go. Rewatching the game, Chris, any new thoughts? Or still kind of that same not, not loving that first game? Um, I, I think my grade is still the same, but I can't I can't do anything but agree with what you were saying. I mean, it's definitely encouraging to see Coach Longo just take what the defense was giving them. They decided to play off a lot, and you know, essentially what you were saying, they were daring us to run the ball and basically saying we're not going to lose this game through the air, which is what everybody could get caught up in when thinking of us moving to the air raid offense. But I'm still I was still a little disappointed. It just it just felt like we should have been lighting up the scoreboard a little more, a little little faster with the with the new style of offense mainly but at the same time you know it's still week one I think that you'll get a true gauge on this team for the game that they have coming up this weekend because Washington State is a good program that's a good Mm -hmm. football team they came out here and beat us last year it's going to be an emotional win for the guys that are in the locker room it's a big it's a big statement for coach Fickle and the new staff because it's their first road game uh so it's it's going to it's going to be some Different challenges, but I think you'll get a true gauge of what this team can be, at least in this season, based off of this week. Yeah, so um, I love that you brought up this Washington State game that we're going into because we would we earlier this week we had went through some of the new faces on uh, the starting offense, and there's mm-hmm. a handful when you have new te- new teammates in a locker room, but you might have a little bit of a grudge or a chip on your shoulder from the season prior. How do you get those new guys on the same page that's like, hey, you might not have been here for this loss last year, but this is still like stuck in my craw, and I want to make sure I get these guys this go-around. Like, how, how does that go down in the locker room for some of these new guys? Right. That, that just, honestly, that plays in. They should be able to feel the energy, one, just because of how the guys from last year are going about their business this week. But two, that that ties into all the trophy games and the robberies now. Like, you're you're a Wisconsin Badger now. You're a part of this program. 
whether you like it or not, we hate Minnesota, we hate <laughs> Iowa, we hate Nebraska, you know what I mean? So so now it's like you're a part of this brotherhood and everything that everything that bothered you before now means nothing because now you're a part of this motion W. So everything that bothered this motion W, everything that might have ticked us off or anything that we're trying to get back at from last year or years prior, you're a part of it now. So it's just the same it's the same gelling and meshing process that you would have even just for a trophy week, to be honest. So, oh, go ahead. Oh, so, so they're just – this is one of those situations where the new guys just got to read the room. Right. Figure right. it out. Okay, sure. no, I like that. I like that. Even if they're not from Wisconsin, sure. they, they still know who to root against? I thought only Wisconsin people knew how to appreciate being a Badger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jim is on one today, Chris, so don't give him that much of a laugh. Jim is on a heater right now. Like, when the whole time Chris was talking, oh, it was like perfect it. because he was setting it up. That like when you arrive in the locker room, these guys teach you. We're talking with Chris Orr, former Badger, former NFL player, uh, and uh, USFL star as well. And Chris, with this Badger program, you kind of touched on it, but so when they faced Buffalo – do you, how much do you think – it was a lot of short passes, and it felt like one or two shots deep, and I get they're trying to set it up mm-hmm. with a run and a short pass and then went deep. How much do you think that is the normal game plan for the Badgers? How much were maybe they saving for Washington State? And how much was it just the way Buffalo played it, Phil just decided to take the quote-unquote easier throws? Right. I, I think it's kind of a culmination of them all. Like, one, you just take what the defense gives you no matter what. Even if you want to get to certain plays – or whatever the case is, you have no choice but to take whatever uh, the defense or offense is giving up. And then, two, there, there's a lot of factors. Like Coach Fickles, his first game coaching in Camp Randall's. Coach Longo's first game coaching in, coach, in Camp Randall. And Mordecai's first game in Camp Randall. So they probably were calling some things to just say, let's get everybody comfortable. Let's get acquainted. This is going to be – this is very different from practice. Like, this is actual live bullets. There's fans in the stands. You actually had the true uniform on. Everything is real now, so let's get you comfortable. I think that I think that definitely had a, a piece of it as well. Is just let's get Mordecai comfortable swinging the ball to some of these guys who he hasn't done outside of a practice setting, you know, ever. That's definitely a piece of it. But I, I would still say I would lean more so towards just taking what the defense gives you. I think that against Washington State, uh, just just thinking of it, you know, from a from a topical point of view, is that. They feel like they feel like they can beat Wisconsin. They're like, man, there's nothing different about you. If anything, they might feel even more comfortable because they face the air raid themselves. So they're probably gonna be playing a little more aggressive and not as playing it as safe. They're, they're Braylon and Chez just destroyed Buffalo on the ground, so they're definitely gonna be putting numbers into the box and try to stop the run game and basically just challenging their DBs and saying, cover these guys because we're not gonna let them run the ball on us. So you're gonna get your shot. What I'm really curious about, and Jim actually raised a good point with his last question, is this this first game, and no offense to, get to the Buffalo Bulls, but this was like the Badgers kind of a preseason game, right? They, right, they expected right. to win, um, and we had talked with the Packers in preseason. They're not going to open up the whole playbook for preseason, and especially with I'm, – I'm not calling it a rivalry, but a grudge match against uh, Washington State – Right. Is there a good? I mean, I feel like there's a chance that this Phil Longo's air raid might not have. They just didn't let the horses run. I think he just had it under the reins. Maybe oh, Tanner sure. just needs to find a rhythm. 
You know, like get a couple more throws in. Mm-hmm. But when something's working, you don't you don't deviate. So I, I'm wondering, do you think there's a chance that this playbook was just a little dumbed down a little bit because they didn't want to give anything away for Washington? For sure, for sure. That's always a part of it, especially in your non-conference games or you're playing a, a quote-unquote like lower-level team or whatever the case is because, you know, you feel like you have the – we have the plus in the trenches. We feel like we can just run the ball and get out of this game, do what we've been doing. We know who we are. We know who our horses are. Let's just feed them and get out of this game. Let's get a little comfortable but not exposed too much. Right. Um, I think that this week you'll see more. I think you'll see more this week than even if this was like Northwestern coming up, to be honest, just because of the challenge at hand. I think it's a big statement win for those coaches, you know, with the team, first of all, yeah. like just from – coach to player relationship like man we we just helped you come back out here and get your lick back get your revenge whatever however you want to slice it up but yeah for sure it's definitely just getting you comfortable introducing the offense it's completely new you know it's still completely new for some guys that have been in that locker room you could have been a Wisconsin Badger for four years and now you're doing stuff that you've never done before ever so there's definitely you should see a gradual progression for the offense week by week to be honest Mm -hmm. and I'll probably say that this week is where we'll see a big jump. You'll probably see a big leap in what they call, what they execute, just because it should be a more competitive game anyway, to be honest. Is it fair to say that even the coaches are kind of feeling it out? Because, yes, they got in and they did bring some transfers in, but a lot of these guys Mm -hmm. were picked by other coaches and this was the team that they were given. So I feel like there might be a little bit of a feeling out period for the coaches as well for the players, uh, you know? Right. They got to they got to figure yeah. out their coaches out, and the players got to figure out uh, where they're at. Yeah, for sure, for sure. This this was definitely so. Like people don't realize that you're getting evaluated all the time when you're when you're an athlete. Your coaches are evaluating you on and off the field. Uh, they're evaluating you all throughout the season as well. You know, if this was the NFL, you might have even seen some guys released at this point and just some small movement happening. You know, towards the bottom of the roster. But yeah, yeah, there's still evaluation going on because. You can look great in practice. You can look amazing in practice. You can look horrible in practice. But once we get to the game, you know, you, you can't hide. You're going to be exposed. If if you're somebody that's lacking, then they're, the opposing team's going to attack you. But if you're somebody we can depend on, we're going to see that, you know, very clearly from day one, from game one. And I think that, you know, the usual suspects definitely showed themselves, you know, based off of week one. You know, we got Braylon and Chaz. We know who they're, who they're going to be. Um, our offensive line did a good job blocking for them in the run game. Uh, Tim showed that he's still a reliable receiver. And then even some, some younger guys uh, emerging, like Pauling out, the, out of that receiving core. Mm-hmm. Um, we wish we had uh, connected with Skyler on that big play because yeah. I think he had big play ability for sure. But, yeah. yeah, no, you're definitely still getting evaluated. So there was definitely a period of, you know, the new staff just finding out who can we depend on, who can – if all else is wrong, who can we go to? And you see that week by week. Talking with former Badger Chris Orr here on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. And defensively, I mean, it's kind of a, a weird one statistically to look at. They're putting bad positions twice with Mordecai's interceptions. They gave up the one big play, but overall, I held Buffalo to what two and fifteen on third down, one of four on fourth down. Had two big stops on. They tried to sneak it in on fourth down or sneak it uh, for a first down. They stopped them both times. Only fourteen first downs for uh, Buffalo, passing under two hundred yards, rushing just a little over a hundred yards. So, what what kind of great? What was your thought on the defense overall? Um, I, I think the defense still looks good. I think that 
for a majority of people, you just got to realize that this defense is operating under a, a new motive now. You know, you still want to do the fundamentals of defense. You know, obviously stop people from scoring, create turnovers, be disruptive in the backfield or whatever. But it, it seems like that's not uh, necessarily what Coach Trestle is going after. You know, I think he's doing just a your plain old thought of let's get off the field. You know, they did a great job of getting off on third down and fourth down, you know, giving the offense the ball back plenty of times. You know, we didn't get any turnovers, but that's all right. You know, that's, it's, it's okay. At the end of the day, you do enough to win. And I think the mindset of this defense is do whatever it takes to get off the field and get the ball back to our offense as fast as possible. So I think you're going to see spurts from this defense. You're going to see them play games like against Buffalo where it was nothing crazy, nothing really crazy exotic, to be honest. Yeah, the, they changed up their personnel a lot and moving from a three-three-five to, man, sometimes as many as 60 DBs on the field. But they're just trying to get off the field. They're going to match personnel. They're going to match whatever the situation is that the offense is rolling out. And they don't care about getting some exotic blitz packages and sending more than you can block or whatever the case is because the only goal is to get off the field. It doesn't have to be through sacks and turnovers like we've been so accustomed to in the, in the last few years, but they're still playing good defense, I think. So, Chris, two rapid-fire things for you. One, what were your thoughts on uh, Dion? I'll just say Dion. I mean, the whole thing at Colorado and his son and <laughs> Hunter. I mean, just so much going on there. Yeah, yeah, man. That was that was crazy to see. Um, you know, what a lot of people don't know about uh, Coach Prime, crazy <laughs> calling that, <laughs> Dion Sanders is that you know, after he was done playing and his kids, he actually started a, a little league, like, youth program down in uh, Dallas, Texas, actually, called Prime Prime Prep. And then he started a school called Prime Prep and went with his kids through Trinity Christian. So I, you kind of, if you were from, this is going to sound crazy, but if you're from Texas or the Dallas area, you kind of expected some of this to come because a lot of the guys that you see now that are the five-star recruits or the big-name players in college football, he coached a lot of them in Little League or, or in high school or in junior high. So it's easy for him to recruit. And the message that he speaks to his kids uh, is, is just crazy. All day, every day, they're hearing, I believe. They're telling each other they believe in each other. He's telling them they believe in them. They're working They're working hard together. So that, that's just he, he's just doing a great job running that program. I think that in college football, what a lot of people don't understand is confidence is a big difference maker. And if you got a coach that's that's confident and showing his confidence in you and in the program and everything that he's saying and you're believing it as well, man, you you, you can definitely get ten wins. Uh, last thing I had for you, so um, Bears second round pick or Gervon Dexter, uh, who played for the Gators, is suing big lead big league advance yeah. fund for violation of Florida's NIL and agency statutes. He wasn't aware that a clause in the NI deal uh, that he signed. That he will now owes fifteen percent, Matt, fifteen percent of his pre-tax NFL earnings for the next twenty-five years. Crazy. They Whoa. paid him four hundred thirty-six thousand dollars, and now they're saying for the next twenty-five years he has to give him fifteen percent of his pre-taxed NFL earnings. Wow! So obviously, yeah. wildly predatory. Hopefully, I mean, Florida doesn't protect anyone, but hopefully, like that's protected at some point. But Chris, that's probably some of the right. dangers that when you talk to these young Badger players to, to keep an eye out for. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely some of the uh, dangers for sure. I know a lot of uh, a lot of programs. Um, they have like an NIL liaison who is, it would be their job to sift through all of that and basically make sure all the contract legal, lingo is right because 
the thing that these college athletes don't have that you have as a professional athlete is you have an agent um, who's board certified through the NFLPA. You know, there's there's certain testing and everything that they have to go through and all of that. It has to be renewed yearly. Um, so, so those are some of the things that they don't have. They don't have anybody sitting there protecting them from doing bad business, and they don't even know when something is bad business. But yeah, no, he he should be good. But what's crazy is like that's that's more than what you have to pay your agent. Yeah, like you have to pay your agent three percent at the most. They can't take any more than three percent, and then to try to set it at your pre-tax NFL <laughs> money. Is yeah. Wow. That's a serious that's chunk of change. That's <laughs> like you give me a dollar now. Understand the taxes you have. Yeah, like it's the like, taxes you have as a player. Like you got to pay entertainers tax. Your different state states, income, different states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. God forbid Man. you're in California or something like that too. I mean, some of those states are nuts oh, yeah. uh, in the Crazy. taxes. Yeah. So, Chris, awesome stuff. Looking forward to talking to you every single week. Yes, sir. Same here. All right, that's Chris. Chris or uh, give me some numbers, fellas. We gotta do a minute to win it. Let's go six and eight. Caller number six. Caller number eight. Eight four four seven seven zero. Look, you can put it on here. I don't care what Alex that's, writes on I know, here. That's what I, I said, want that's numbers. I okay, I, all right. That's why I said it. I just want numbers. I want new <laughs> numbers every time because I feel like that's just repeated week over week over week. I change them Caller every six, week, and I never read it. So <laughs> I want Matt to give me the numbers. I want him involved in the show. Eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Caller number six. And caller number eight, you're going to play Minute to Win It. I'm feeling it today, so pick me. Eight. Uh, caller number six, <laughs> caller number eight, 844-770-3776. Minute to Win It, up next. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Ring the alarm. Smoke detectors going off at my house. Some amazing smoked meats over at North and South Seafood and Smokehouse. You can try Shrimp Tastic Thursday, Taco Tuesday. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. We got to acknowledge that's pretty damn good, Jimmy. That's pretty good. I appreciate that. Uh, whether it's the brisket, the ribs, the, the chicken, uh, lots of great stuff. Low and slow is how they uh, will cook the meats over there at. North South Seafood Smokehouse is why they're official barbecue joint of Rutledge and Hamilton. And you can have them cater an event. You can have it delivered to your house. You can go pick it up. Or you can just eat there. Very family-friendly environment. We're having a uh, a Bears-Packer party at my house pending, you know, if the electricity is not still haywire. But we're going to have that on Sunday. My my parents are coming over from Cedarburg. My brother's coming over from wow. Grafton. Uh, I got my daughter on vacation in Hayward. There's, they're very famous for a once-a-week giant flea market sort of thing. So you walk around by junk. But uh, every once in a while, you can find somewhat less junky things. There was an old Devin Hester jersey that fit her. Nice. And it's a little big for her, but we're going to wash that up. My brother, I got him a couple years ago, like a Nike authentic Devin Hester jersey. And so he's going to wear his. I don't have... Devin Hester, I wore something else, but they're going to rock the Devin Hester stuff. We're going to have a nice party at the house, but I think we're going to give the calls uh, to the folks in North and South. I don't want to cook stuff. I want to watch the game. So I'm going to call North South uh, see if it's Smokehouse. Let's play a minute to win it. Always the correct move, Jimmy. Good call on that. Are you on Team Rutledge or Team Hamilton? I don't want to pick sides. This is the Minute to Win It, presented by North and South Seafood and Smokehouse, with three locations in Madison, DeForest, and Verona. Uh, I got the exciting email, by the way, Jim. Yeah. As the show began. My Jordan Love jersey has arrived. 
You might have to. If I was going to do a jersey, I might go the way you did because I'm pretty sure it was probably like almost 15 years ago. My dad, who's notoriously cheap, uh, got me and my brother jerseys that sure look authentic. There's no way they are. He wouldn't. He did not drop 300 dollars on jerseys for for us. It's just not his mo. And I, I won, but it was a nice jersey. I just an Urlacher one. I don't wear it anymore. But um, I might ask you where you got yours from because that was a pretty good knockoff. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. So okay, we'll but I'm saying if yours is a good knockoff, if you find the right knockoff place, hey, twenty seven bucks. Can't lose. Can't lose. Even if it looks horrible, <laughs> pretty good purchase. As long All as right. the colors are right and the name yeah, right. right. Exactly. L U V. Worst case, you wear it around the house. It's a pajama shirt for life. <laughs> there you go. All right. I am looking for, I don't think we've done this one before. Correct me if I'm wrong. All right. I am looking for the 10 NFL teams with the most regular season wins in the last decade. Okay. The last 10 years, most regular season wins. I'm going to tell Matt this as well. Five teams from each conference here. So okay. Five AFC and five NFC teams here. Ready to go? Yep. All right, your time starts in three, two, one. Well, we're going to go with Packers. Packers are tied for fourth with 100 flat. We'll go Patriots. Patriots are second with 111. All righty. So then I'm going to go with uh, Kansas City. They are number one with 117. All righty. Then I'm going to go NFC-wise. I will go with uh, the Seahawks. You have the top four teams knocked out. Number three. Let's go 49ers. Shockingly, strike one. Okay, that was even in the top thirteen. They're up and down, so that one went a little bit there. So Patriots, Kansas City. Who else is always the Bengals? I don't think have done enough recently. The Jets. Look down. AFC Dolphins. um, AFC West. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. uh, Gosh, who's out west? Not the Chargers. I'm playing kind of teams out west. So we'll go with uh, Minnesota. Eleventh. That's strike two. So two strikes. Uh, Dallas. Dallas is number seven with 94. All right, so Dallas Cowboys. So I have five, five right now. Yes. So, man, Browns, no. Steelers. Right in the nick of time. They are also tied with the Packers for fourth with 100 wins. That's and the Ravens spot. are going to be on that list, too. I, yeah. All right, I'll take my six. It's too slow. Yeah, it was good. It was good, but... I think that might be a winning effort. By the way, Chris yeah. and Wanakee, yeah. to you, he was caller six. Ed Madtown, the president of the Stroke hey, Fan all Club. Right. What's uh, he going to do now? Is that he, Team Matt? He's downloading, uh, or he's, he's going to download. You got your own feed? Is that what it's going to be then? Yeah, just not yet. Uh, work in progress. But uh, can I, I guess we can say the name of the show. We'll oh, be, we'll, do we want to hold off? Do we want to make a big announcement about it? Yeah, like, we, can, we can hold off. It's kind off. of a big deal. Let's do it let's after minutes. Let's make it a big deal. Yeah, let's yeah, do it after minutes. We'll announce it here at the... Start of the next segment. Now, I'm not a fat hater here. That's who's on your that, team is today. Is that the name of the show? I'm not a fat okay. hater here with Alex Strofe. How'd you know? At <laughs> <laughs> Matt Town on your team, Matt. I am looking for the 10 NFL teams with the most regular season wins in the last decade. Oh, The last 10 gosh. years, 10 teams, most regular season wins. I told Jim this. I will tell you this as well. Five NFC, five AFC. Your time starts in three, two, one. Packers. Packers are tied for fourth with 100. Steelers. Steelers are tied for fourth. Um, San Francisco. Strike one. Uh, Shockingly. Yeah, no, I, I. That was probably a shot that I didn't need to take. Uh, Patriots. Patriots are number two, 111. Oh. Um. I feel like the Ravens. Ravens. Ravens, number eight, 93. Um. 
Let's go. Let's get back into the NFC a little bit. Seahawks. Seahawks are third with 103. Um, see, the Rams haven't been good. Halfway long. there. Yeah, let's say... Baba. Who? Maybe the... Uh, okay, Eagles. Eagles are tied for ninth with 92. I'm missing the number one team, right? You are. You Chiefs. got about 15 seconds. Chiefs are number one, 117. Okay. Um, got three left. Six, seven, and tied for ninth. Six, seven, and tied for ninth. Um, Five seconds. Uh, yeah, no. He got no. me by one. I did? Yeah, because I said the Ravens late, so ah. yeah. I had six, you had seven. All right, so you guys each knocked out the top five in order. Chiefs, Pats, Seahawks, Packers, and Steelers tied for fourth. You, neither of you got number six. It's an NFC team with 97 wins. Vikings? Oh. No, I said Minnesota. Oh, I got struck on that, too. South? NFC South? Saints. Correct. Saints oh, for six oh okay. That makes sense. Uh, number seven, Jimmy, you got it. Matt, you didn't. From the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys with 94 wins. Ugh, that was more of like, that was like going to be my last guess. <laughs> Eighth was Ravens and tied for ninth. The Eagles, and neither of you got the last one. The Buffalo Bills sneaking in there with 92. Wow, okay. I don't think I would have got the Bills. No, they, I would, they've been good the last those. five years. Right. Honestly, I'm but only mad. last decade, so I was trying to, I was trying to dip. Deep in my brain. I'm only mad because I was a little slow because I should have gotten seven too, which still would have tied us. And uh, your guy at that time would have won anyways. But well, did Ed pick me or was Ed forced to? Uh, it was it was an assigned marriage. But uh. Nonetheless, Ed and Madtown are winner of the bigger gift card. Chris and Wanaki though. Also yeah, so it's funny. I feel less bad about it now. Breaking news: The 49ers and defensive end Nick Bosa have agreed to a five-year, 170 million dollar extension per Adam Schefter of ESPN. $34 million per year makes him the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history. Wowza. Not too shabby. Yeah, it's, I mean, whatever. Nick Bosa, good for you. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah. not the best, but a good football player. Great football it player. It does mean Rashawn Gary's he's not getting that money, but he's going to be expensive. He's going to be very expensive. We will talk Jordan Love, Justin Fields. They're buddy-buddy. <laughs> And Speaking we'll, of buddies, we got we'll, Strofe. Yeah, and I think, I think Strofe, last I checked, was a little bit in his feelings about this. And we're going to get Strofe's <laughs> reveal <laughs> about Fields and Love being friends. We were all up in arms about it. I was. So we'll also get the uh, reveal of uh, Alex Strofe's new show. The yeah. name of it. Yeah. All right, this is Roger Hamilton presented by Coors Light. <laughs>